Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. As another week passes, the guys get another week closer to the NFL season kickoff. To stay prepared, Colby reignites the second-year QB battle, and Jalen introduces the 2023 QB spinner. A very football and quarterback-heavy episode, so sit back, careful the pocket's collapsing, and enjoy the show. Jalen, we are back. Good little episode for you as we are just getting ever so close to the football season. Nothing too crazy today, but we got some some really good stuff, uh, some fun segments coming up. We're going to talk some football as we get ready again to fully dive into it. And Jalen, the historic streak is no more. 24 straight preseason wins in a row for the Baltimore Ravens, the most weird and streak in sports that no one cared about, and it ends. The Commanders talk their trash and back it up in a preseason game where they really went all out. Um, shout out to them. It's great vibes in Washington. I mean, what was your reaction to the streak being snapped? Oh, man, I didn't believe it happened at first, to be honest with you. I was I called it out in the chat just for itching giggles, not going to lie. But um, well, as you as you witness the game, you can just tell that the commanders were fighting for some reason with a little, a little extra pep in their step. I mean, granted, you have to remember these teams were fighting this past week in practices during their joint practices. So, I mean, it probably was a little. I mean, they probably were playing with a little extra fire underneath in them. For so, I mean, they broke the streak. They won the battle. I don't know if they're going to end up winning the season more, but. Um, it's definitely a cool moment for the commanders and everything. I thought it was a great, it was a cool moment for them to break the streak and everything. Especially, I think it's hilarious because I think Ravens just try, in my opinion, to keep it around after they had it for so long. Because if you think about it, they got Pro Bowl quarterbacks low key playing in that game. Nothing <laughs> kicking from sixty yards. <laughs> like they're they're doing some crazy stuff to win these games. Man, if you play, if you watch the Ravens, I sometimes do because they win, and it's just sometimes they pull it out their ass these last couple of years, and it's entertaining at, at sometimes. And this game was entertaining in the fourth quarter because it did come down to the wire. So it was awesome. It was a good game. It was good. It was a good game to get you ready for football season, even though it had no meaning whatsoever besides breaking that annoying, funny streak. <laughs> No, I, I totally agree with that. But I'll say, and that will lead us into the main uh, segment here we got today. The one meaning you could take from that was Sam Howell did look awesome in that game. It was a preseason game, but he's looked awesome all preseason. He's lit it up in the limited action. He's the unquestioned starter. Um, I got to tell you, I mean, it's preseason. I, I, Chief, of don't take too much from that. And there weren't all starters out there for the Ravens. But I got a whole little thing here on the second-year quarterbacks because Sam Howell's looked pretty good, man. Um, and there's some real stuff with Sam Howe that makes him just so fascinating and the commander so fascinating. Um, at the same time, there's so many concerns. It's, I mean, what do you make? What did you make of Sam Howe? And he's looked awesome in the preseason. Yeah, he's been pretty solid. Um, 
I just love how the joke right now, I think, is about his look, how it's just so laid back and everything. Like, when you look at Sam Howell uh, during these preseason games, like, in the game, he looks pretty solid. But when he's just sitting there, you know, he Colin Coward, he has the rule of the hat, but the hat, the hat wearing a hat backwards and everything. And Sam Howell's rocking that right now. Um, he does look like a discount baker and everything off the field, you know, when he's just sitting there doing nothing. But and that's the only thing that concerns me when you look at him. But when he's on the field, he was playing pretty good. Um, I mean, what's it called? The only concern is, you know, Scary Terry got hurt yesterday during this preseason game. Uh, nothing serious to say from the x-rays. But um, dude, this offense, the enemy's got these guys humming and he's got him. He might have himself a quarterback. Yeah, I agree. It is a nice offense. There are real weapons, and I do think he might have a quarterback. Um, the biggest thing, the other thing about Sam Howe that I always got to remind myself is he was projected at one time as like a top five pick going into that last year of college. Um, he had been electric for two years at UNC. He's got a live arm. Um, and then he had lost a lot of pieces around him. They changed up the offense, and he took a huge step back major concerns that he goes in the fifth round. I couldn't believe he fell to the fifth round in the draft. I still thought he'd have gone in the same range as Ritter and Malik Willis and Corral even, um, who's the forgot one of the forgotten men in all this. Um, yeah, man, they, they might have a quarterback there. He, he's got some real stuff. The, the, all the uh, intangibles, leadership stuff seems to be there. It seems like everyone loves him. Um, it's hard. seems like he's a hard worker. They say he's a great kid, great leader coming out. There's a lot. There's a lot of interesting. There's a lot of potential there in Washington. They are in a tough division, though. Yeah, very tough division. But um, hey, you never know. Every game, any given Sunday, Cole. Any given Sunday, and that's why we just saw it yesterday. It was any given Sunday or Monday. Sorry, we saw it on Monday, and it was any given Monday. You know, good Monday night football game, featuring even the funny handshake in the end. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, that was hilarious. Um, Josh Harris, <laughs> new owner of the Commanders, already setting uh, setting new standards. So, um, hey, I, like I said, great game. But uh, let's get into the second year QB thing. What are your thoughts on Sam Howell and all this jazz? What's going on here? Yeah, okay. So this is kind of a, it's sort of a rankings, but also just kind of a grading. Not even grading. Ah, should have done letter grades. That would have been better. I just did a uh, number rankings. But you could essentially assign a letter grade for for each of them. I can do that as I go. Um, so yeah, it's four guys: uh, Kenny Pickett, Brock Purdy, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell. Se- second, four guys going into year two. They're named as a week one starter. They're the guy. Um, and my whole the whole question I want to have that we can work through here. Just this is more of a discussion, kind of just could be more of a topic, talking point topic than just a game. But um. The whole question that's the premise of it is, could last year's QB draft, the much maligned, uh, only one guy went in the first round, he didn't go till 20, all the other guys fell even way farther. Could it actually wind up being a pretty good quarterback draft when you look at the ones before it and after it? Um, now, the Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields thing could, obviously no one's going to be Trevor Lawrence from this group. But overall, this could could it wind up being Jalen actually a pretty good quarterback class with these four guys? It could be a solid class. I mean, 
you got Hal Ritter, like you said, um, Purdy, and your boy Pickett. Uh, these are all four starting names, all made a great impact near the end of the season, uh, last season, too. So they're coming in with great, you know, great, uh, what is it called? I guess trends? I don't know. Momentum. Traction. Uh, momentum. There we go. Lost <laughs> <Awesome> the work. <laughs> But yeah, I, I was about to say these guys. It's some four names, and there's gonna be some four guys to talk about. It's gonna be fun. Here we go. I'm ready for it. So this will be. I'm gonna plant the stake too. This is our last chance. If you do want to, if we do want to make, and I'm not saying we should, but just for the purpose of the exercise, a last minute wagon change on our official bandwagon for the year. Because I did watching Sam Howe play. Didn't make me think. Is he better than Ritter? Is do I still like Ritter more? Uh, and so I kind of worked through this. We'll see. I'm interested to see how you kind of rank these guys. How you agree with me, disagree with me throughout this. So I ranked them one through four on how they project as far as how much of a chance they have to be successful and like how good they can be in the NFL. Um, I did so based off just ranking them one through four because I, I thought about doing grades, like I said, or giving them a one through five rating. But I was like, that's, let me just rank them in a bunch of different categories, one through four. And then at the end, I added up all of their collective rankings. And actually, so it's one through four. So the lowest number would be the best. So whoever has the lowest total score, that's the most boxes that they check as far as the chance to be successful. And the final result was kind of what I expected it would be. We'll see if you think I was too biased during this. But okay. Okay. So that's the premise. Sounds pretty solid. I got you. Oh. Plus, I'm already right here. I got my own list. Not my own list, but I'll probably be making my own ranking at the end on everything, like always. All this right. Is, uh, I love doing the second year. This is year two of year twos, man. Where we got us a little title. All right. I like it. So the, I think the most fast and the most, the biggest reason, actually, as I went through this, that I do think this has a chance to wind up maybe being a pretty good quarterback class. When I compare it to, we talked about all the second year guys last year, most of whom besides our boy Davis Mills were uh, first round picks. None of these guys are in a bad situation at all. Two of them are in great situations and the other two aren't in terrible situations. So all right, how do you want to do this going through? So I broke it down. Let me count the categories. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. All right, eight categories uh, that they're ranked one through four in. Three are team-related because it, obviously what's around you has to do with your success as a quarterback. It's not all on the quarterback. And the other five are about the quarterbacks themselves. So you want to do the team ones first or the individual ones? Let's do the team ones. All right. All right, so I'll just work backwards. So actually, I'll work down. Okay. All right, so the first category as far as what's going to be important to their success and development as the old quarterbacks, um, I went weapons. Just the skill group, the skill players they have around them. You could grade these in your head as you rank them, but I just have them one through four. And this category, I got they're all in pretty good shape. Brock Purdy's obviously yeah. one. Obviously, he has Debo, McCaffrey, Ayuk, George Kittle. It's ridiculous. So, obviously, Brock Purdy's one. I have Pickett, too. I think Pickens, Johnson, uh, Allen Robinson, Calvin Austin is back. Fryermuth is a monster tight end. They have two good running backs. Jalen Warren, you and I were texting about it. He looks so great. Love that kid. Um, 
They got multiple tight ends. There is all sorts of weapons for Kenny Pickett, and he's got chemistry with them. They're all young, like him. Great weapons. Three and four, I mean, you can make a case for for these guys to be in there with Pittsburgh, too. I, I went Ritter three. I, I went Atlanta, gave them the nod with Drake London and Pitts and Bijan Robinson, Algier. You could say maybe they could use one more high-end receiver. I feel like they have another pretty good wide receiver, don't they? Oh, my blanking out. Do they still? I think they still have Zacchaeus. Um, oh, that's gonna bug me. But the great, t- obviously, elite tight end, great running backs, and Drake London. I think is an awesome number. Gonna be a good number one receiver. Um, maybe Washington okay. and Sam Howell. I had fourth, but not a sad fourth. Like they got. Real, real weapons around him with McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. McLaurin did get hurt last night. Hopefully, um, it doesn't seem too serious. Um, he's got Antonio Gibson. Um, they got year two Brian Robinson. The tight end group isn't as strong. Cole Turner is a solid tight end. They have some guys. Um, you could maybe make the case Washington should be above Atlanta, but I gave the nod to Atlanta. Yeah, they still have Zacchaeus. He's pretty good. Jimmy Bird. So that's not great, but Zacchaeus is he's fine. Um, do you agree with those rankings of the weapons? Oh man, none of them would get like if we're doing letter grades. None of them would get like below like a B to B plus. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, whew, okay, this is a this is a strong one to start with. I like it. Um, got me spinning here, but if I had to pick the worst one. Just because they're unproven, I'm going to go with the Falcons at number four for me. Fair. I went back and forth on that. Uh, we were talking about Jalen Warren because I think I agree with you. I think you said this a while back, way early in the offseason, that you were t- This is when you were tired of Najee Harris. And you were like, you need Jalen Warren to pick up some reps. Yeah. I'm reminding you of this because I believe in Jalen Warren to pop this off and help the Steelers off. But Pickett looks really good with these weapons, and Pickens has taken that step up in these preseason games, it looks like. And all these training camps news that we hear, it looks like Pickens has taken that step and has been that boom receiver. And I have been more on the downside of the 49ers offense as of late. So weapons-wise, we're talking weapons here. And I had Kittle on my fantasy team. He burned me last year, man. So it's hard for me to put him in number one. That's not, that's probably you the reason. Think Pickett should be number one on the weapons. Yes, and, then, and, then, and I'm trying to not make my like my biasy here taking too heavy because I, I actually really like the Commanders' offense. I really do. Um, with you have Scary Terry, Juhan Dotson, like you said. Um, Crap, who's the guy that came with? Who's the who was DJ Moore's best friend when he was on the Panthers? Who's the other receiver? Oh, um, I ah, that's gonna bother me. Curtis Samuel. Yeah. There you go. That's, that's, that, he's a, that's a good three. That's a pretty good three. Yeah, I was gonna say that's why I really like this offense. They have very good running back committee, especially with Brian Robinson. The man literally got shot and was still a tank when he came into the NFL. So I really like the I really like the commander's offense. This is really tough for me. All right. But since I only got the Falcons at number four, I think it's not going to be too crazy for me to say weapons over in San Francisco. I'm going to go ahead and talk them at three. Uh, going to go 
I actually agree with you here on Sam Howell. I mean, I agree with you at two with Pickett. I'm going to go Sam Howell as a number one weapon. Wow. Okay, so you're buying into Sam Howell a little bit more. Okay, that's fine. I'm not going to argue too much about these rankings. Um, sorry, what was that? You cut out. Buying into his weapons a little bit more. Okay. All right. And by the way, just last point on that. Compare all those teams, all that we just went through, to what Davis Mills and what Zach Wilson and Justin Fields and Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence, I mean, turned out to be pretty good, but he's Trevor Lawrence. Like, look at what those guys were thrown to last year compared to what these guys have. It's definitely an advantage in this class. I will say that Trevor Lawrence, they did try last season. Remember, they gave him Christian Kirk, and you were just like, oh, they overpaid for Christian Kirk. Remember that? Remember that whole little – that's true. Yeah, that and I guess Zach Wilson had pretty well, good weapons. He was just bad. Yeah, I was going to say they tried. The only person that I feel like we can feel bad for is still Justin. It's and still, Mills, like, and Mills, okay, come on. Our boy Davis Mills wasn't didn't exactly have a bunch of world beaters out there. <laughs> and Mac Jones, too, by the way. The Patriots have far worse skill players than all four of these teams. I agree. All right. I, I would not have any buffer on any of these teams. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. All right, next category, O-line. We all know how important that is. This rankings was much easier. Brock Purdy, number one, the Niners. Even though they did lose McGlinchey, which did make me pause slightly, I don't think it will be quite as good, but it's still a great O-line, the Shanahan blocking scheme, all that. Two, easily, Desmond Ritter. Atlanta has a good line. They drafted another solid uh, line kid from Syracuse who will be rotational, getting minutes. They have some really good young linemen on the interior. Um, I like Atlanta's line a lot. They ran the ball super well. Pretty good line. Three, Kenny Pickett, the Steelers. The line got a lot better down the stretch last year. They added to it in the offseason. It should finally be ready to go. And four, Sam Howell. That's my biggest concern about the commander's offense. It's it's not like it's the worst O-line in the league. It's not like a bottom five, but it's certainly probably a bottom ten. It's, it's still not great. Um, so that is my biggest concern outside of himself uh, for Sam Howell. That's as far as external circumstances. That's uh, the worst O-line, I think, pretty easily. Yeah, uh, this was pretty brick by brick here. Uh, for me, the toughest one will probably come down to one and two. Uh, the easy yeah. answer might be the 49ers, probably, because they still have Trent Williams. To be honest, it probably still is the 49ers. But in my eyes, to make it a little interesting, it would be, or it, it would be the fact that Arthur Smith has also a great run scheme and run plans and all that jazz. Like he's good at mixing it up too. So I'll have him at number two as well. So I think it, I'm gonna go with you on this one. I do agree. Because the Steelers, you guys still have to prove your O line. That's why you still drafted that big dude up front. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And the final category for things outside the QB's control is not just coaching, but offensive coaching. This is your play caller, the guy's schemes you're running, the guy who's with you. So it's not just a ranking of their head coaches, because if it were, the order would obviously be different. Um, This was the easiest ranking on the list. I don't think there's any argument it could go any other direction than this order. So it's one, obviously, Brock Purdy, two, Desmond Ritter, three, Sam Howell, and four, Kenny Pickett, who, as I've said, Matt Canada is the biggest concern. And as great as Tom is a head coach, he's a defensive guy. Party obviously has Shanahan, the wizard. You and I love Arthur Smith. It's a really clever offense in Atlanta. And Sam Howe is the enemy, who is a pretty reputable guy, and he's got pieces. 
So I trust the enemy more than Matt Canada because Hal and Pickett both have defensive coaches. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. For me, man, this is where things are going to get a little interesting, Cole. I don't know if I'm going to trigger you a little bit on this one, but the enemy is the only champion on this offensive play uh, call. Okay, yeah, sure. He also had Reed and Mahomes helping. Let's not go too crazy. I like the enemy. Oh, he's the I think he should have got chances to be a head coach, but come on. I'm not I'm ready not to say Shanahan and Smith. I'm he's going to be a number one, Cole. I'm not going to say he's the number one, but I am stinking tired. Of everyone giving Shanahan the same credit year in and year out. His offense is starting to turn into like Belichick. You know what's coming at you. You know what's coming at you. You and can't everything. stop and it. So good, you can't stop. Yes, and that's the annoying part about it, Colby. That's, you know, that's why I said it's that's the thing that I that drives me crazy. Um man. Canada, I've been hearing people saying Canada is going to be opening it up this year, yada, yada, yada. He has to prove it. So I think there's no doubt in my mind. Yes, he is for it. There's a reason why we joke about it here on the podcast. Um, let's see here. Ah, dude, I really do love Arthur Smith. You put me in a spot on this one. But yeah, I guess the enemy will have to be at number three. Because when you do have Rita Mahomes, I just wanted to give him his flowers, but he did have Rita Mahomes. So I'm going at number three. But Colby, like I was saying, I am stinking tired of Shanahan. So I'm going with Shanahan at two. And I'm going Arthur Smith to number take a one. job here. Ooh. At number one. I mean, where I... everyone where everyone is not a receiver or running back. Everyone plays a position. So, New football. I hate man. You're look, I get you're you're being tired of Shanahan. So I'm not gonna kill you for that. Um I do think they'll take a step back this year. I don't see how they couldn't, um, even though I still think they'll be good. Um, hey, I like Arthur Smith as much as you, man. His offense is clever. Is even though it was, was run-heavy last year. He was, dude, Mariota, it's crazy that – that's honestly the biggest indictment on Ritter. That's my big – the biggest red flag for me on Ritter is that they didn't put him in sooner uh, because Mariota was rough last year, man. And Arthur Smith still had them winning a lot of games. They're very clever offensively. I'm excited to see what they do this year. Um, yeah. All right. That's why – year two, you have to believe this. We're talking year two here. Come on. Come on, Arthur. Open it up a little bit for the kids. I agree. And Ritter, hey, Ritter got better every game. That's all you can ask for. He started really bad, so it wasn't a high bar, but he did get better every game. Um, yeah. Okay. We it got- wasn't bad. It was boring. It was like, remember how we came out here? We we're like, yeah, it was just really, really stale. Like, it was just nothing there, really. Well, the first game, first game. Well, it- you didn't even have like 100 passing yards. The other three games. Yeah, I know. That's what happened. It was so bad. It was just stale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the we last game. Yeah. It was just like, it was just that stale. It was just. Yeah, it was rocky. Okay. All right. Now, on to the other stuff. The. These are the, your physical attributes and one not physical attribute. We got two minutes on this meeting, so I'll just start it. Um, all right, so we'll go with the with the basics first. Actually, I'll just go with the one that's in inarguable first, just to knock it out, and that's just size. Uh, you literally can't argue about these rankings because it's just literally how big they are. And size, it's number one, Kenny Pickett, six three two twenty. 
two Desmond Ritter, who's also 6'3", but a little thinner. And Sam Howell and Brock Purdy um, are listed as literally the exact same height and weight, 6'1", 220. So you cannot, yeah, which I did not know. I would have thought thought Howell seems like a little sturdier, but I guess not. They're about the same. Um, I knew they were both shorter. So they're literally the exact same size. So you can rank them however you want, three and four. All right. Um, I'm going to rank based on size here. We're going to say size of uh, how much I expect them to be at least a fit. No, I'm kidding. I just not going <laughs> to size. Let's yeah. go on to the next one. So wow. Oh, that's a cool fun fact that we found there, though. Yeah, I did not realize that until I was looking through this. I was like, wow, they're literally the exact same size. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> All right. So that's the size. Um, now the other physical stuff, the basics, accuracy, very important. Um, you can maybe argue me with me about this, but I don't think so. I have, you can maybe argue the number one, but I have number one, Kenny Pickett, number two, Brock Purdy, three, Sam Howe, four, Desmond Ritter. It's the biggest concern with Ritter is he does miss sometimes, although he completed 63% of his throws, but they didn't let him throw a lot. I think they all, they all, I mean, Sam Howe played one game, so maybe he should be last. But I felt like it was a little bit more of a concern for Ritter, um, although that would be a concern, a concern for Howe. That would, that's the biggest argument that you have for Pickett and Purdy to be the best, other than the fact that they play for better organizations. Um, would be they're definitely the two more accurate. Um, they're not going to miss layups. Very precise passers, even if they don't have maybe the crazy upside. You could argue Purdy should be over Pickett, um, but I think Kenny Pickett is more – naturally accurate throwing the ball down the field and stuff just outside of a Shanahan scheme I think it would be a lot less close you're muted you're muted okay here we go I'm gonna go sorry about that Hey, pull the Colby there, folks. Uh, I'm going to go, let's see, tough one here, folks. You went picket number one, but I think because he has some receivers that he makes some crazy catches also. Look, we're talking about guys that are known for the dink and dunk and not miss the note. I think number one would have to go to Purdy. I mean, the man made it to the NFC Conference Championship with the team himself. Puts the ball on the spot sometimes, though, throwing it down the field. I feel like down the field, Pickett is more accurate. But, uh, I mean, you can, I said, you can make a case for Purdy. Purdy was very accurate this year. Was yeah. As a, and it does help. I mean, like you said, these guys do. It does help that both these guys have good organizations uh, to help them bolster this uh, argument. So I'm going to go Purdy 1, Pickett 2. It's definitely one and two. There is a gap here on this one in arm accuracy. Um, Ritter or how? I think just because we see more of Ritter, I'm going to go Ritter right now. But it's more of a dinky. Actually, I'm going to take the jump with you. I'm going to go. I'm going to stick with you here on this one, Pope, on the bottom. Three, three how, four Ritter. Okay. Unfortunately. Yeah, like I said, that's the my biggest concern with Ritter. I, I think he's accurate enough, but we'll see this year when we get a full, real sample of it. All right, the other traditional one, arm strength, just uh, big of an arm. Number one is easy on this, and that's Sam Howe. 
Um, that's always been Sam Howell's best at biggest attribute as a prospect. When you thought he was going to be a first round pick, even when he was in the case with all these guys coming out, he has a cannon and you saw it in the preseason game last night. Two is Kenny Pickett. You can make an argument. Maybe it's Ritter. I feel like they're pretty close to kind of splitting hairs there, but I've seen Pickett make some pretty really nice throws down the field. One of the knocks on him is that the biggest arm coming out, but he's come back. He looks, they say he's even stronger at camp. He throws the ball down the field. No problem. You can make all the throws. Same thing with Ritter. Um, you can maybe say Ritter's is a little bit stronger, but I feel like Pickett is just better throwing it down the field. They've let him do it more. Again, he's played more games. Um, but I feel like they're close. And four, and again, Brock Purdy. This is going to be the knock on Brock Purdy. I mean, he did, was the last pick in the draft for a reason. I mean, he's not like a overwhelming, physically gifted prospect, or he would have gone a lot higher. And so he definitely has the, the weakest arm out of the three. He can still make throws, but he's not going to – take the top off the defense a crazy amount. Um, and he can't fling it, certainly can't fling it like someone like Hal. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, cool. Here comes that love-hate relationship, huh? No, it's not. I mean, it's just the truth. It's just the truth. He, he just can't, he literally, I'm not saying he like can't play or like he's bad. I still think he's good. I'm just well, saying, yeah. I'm just telling, I'm just, telling you that all three of those guys have a better arm than Purdy. That's true. That doesn't mean they're better quarterbacks, but they do all three. They all three throw better deep ball than Brock Purdy. That's just a fact. I would argue that he throws a better ball than Purdy. I think I can argue for that. He's more, you could say he's more accurate and he's, you could say he's, he can be better and still have the, the fourth strongest arm out of all of them. He just does. I don't feel like there's a case that he doesn't. I think he is better than Ritter and Howe, certainly, to this point. We'll see what they do this year. But he doesn't have his arm strength. Here. We're talking arm strength here. And I'm just thinking of just like when he throws it deep, you have – like we've seen a lot of examples of Purdy throwing it deep to either Debo, Kittle, and insert other unknown speedy wide receiver that Shannon has. He just doesn't have – he can't throw as deep as those other guys. He doesn't have as big of an arm as the others. We've seen him make those twenty-yard throws a lot more, man. Yeah. Rely on. Well, that's the, why it's hard for me Ritter and House have not played. Ritter and House have barely played, so that's why. <laughs> he did not throw over twenty yards. I feel like in the air that often. I'm just telling that's you from arm talent perspective, his arms isn't as big as the other guys. Colby, I'm telling you right now. Here's what I got. <laughs> okay. I got at one. I got Howell at two, Purdy at three, and Ritter at four. Hal has the I hey I like you have a pick at one. I'm Hal has the biggest arm. I'm just telling you he he has a cannon. He can fling it. That was this big thing. Accuracy is concerned, but Hal does a big arm. But yeah, I, I think that's not crazy. I mean, it's not like there's a wide gap on a lot of this. Arm strength is kind of tough to uh, tough to do. But all right, now these other these last two or the last ones could be the most fun. To yell about so i'll save that um this one this is another trait this next one they're all pretty good mobility all four of these guys can move number one is desmond ritter he's was pretty i think he ran like a four five something at the or four six four five something at the combine he, he's got some he can zoom pick it he is literally so good at running that he they had to change the rules of the sport because of him uh 
three. Sam Howell is mobile. He can escape pressure. Sam Howell is like a different style of mobile. He's kind of like he can shake out his stuff. Last year at North Carolina, they ran him as like a power back, kind of like similar to what Jalen Hurts did this year a lot of the time. He doesn't have the speed of Hurts, uh, but they used him in that way. But he's very mobile. And Purdy's last in this, but that's, again, no knock because he was very, very mobile. That was a way he opened up the offense more than Jimmy G could because he was more mobile, could extend plays, get out of stuff. He moves very, very well. Um, he's a good athlete. The other three are just – they're all really – they're all very mobile. So that was a fun one to do. But but Ritter's definitely the fastest. For me, man, when I think mobility and quarterbacks, it's uh, – I don't know. Do you have anything about pocket in this uh... – so the next one sort of is. Um, this is escapability, mobility, ability to extend plays. So the ability is to extend extend plays. Okay. Oof. I mean, it's hard for me to argue for Purdy because the guy did get hurt. He moves. Pickett well. doesn't move. Pickett doesn't move. Are you? Did you say what? You know, I'm just trying to think through these offenses, Colby, all right? I'm trying to think how do these offenses run through these guys as well and how they move through them. You could say huh. Hatchel maybe should be last. Pickett and Ritter both are yeah. going to be running running the ball multiple times a game. Ritter is the only one. Okay. Ritter will get designed runs. Ritter will probably have some designed runs in their offense. Pickett will. Yeah. Runs. Like I mentioned there in your Arthur Smith and his uh, every man plays the ball type of offense. Ritter's uh, definitely one. Yeah, we got Ritter at one. Purdy at, yeah, I'm going to flip the bottom. Okay. That's about it. So Purdy at three, uh, how at four. That's fair. Like I said, they're all mobile, which is good. That's another thing I like. I don't hate, hate any of these guys. I think they all have a solid chance to be good to, in some cases, very good. It's probably not going to work out that way, but I think very easily three, maybe all four of them could be good starters. They have stuff. All right, and the last one, Moxie slash Poise. So you can consider your pocket presence in this. This is, are they rattled? Big moments. Can they deliver the goods accurately? Um, All that good stuff, you know. And just in the big moments, do they come through? You can argue about this. I felt the top two were easy. You can argue about three, four. I want Kenny Pickett, number one. I mean, you saw him winning those games late in the year. He He's a gamer. He's all about the big moments. He doesn't back down. He's talking trash after he gets hit, lit up. He's got all the moxie, all the poise. The guys love him. Brock Purdy right there, number two. He won all those games. He's a four-year starter at Iowa State. He's the best Cyclone player or quarterback ever. Um and he won a lot of big games at Iowa State. He was terrific for the Niners. He's very poised. He's got all the moxie. All the guys like him. Same, same deal with Pickett. They're both, I think, very strong in this. Three, I have Sam Howell, just because all the character stuff they say is off the charts. He seems like a great leader and that sort of thing. Again, he's only played one game, and Ritter's only played four. I have Ritter four. I don't. This is not a diss at Ritter, but, I mean, I do feel like he's the one I would maybe worry the most about in kind of these big spots, and maybe just not being, especially with, like you said, if you're counting like the presence in the pocket and comfortableness in the pocket into this, I feel like I would be a little more concerned about Ritter than the other three. Maybe he should be above Hal. He won a lot of big games at Cincinnati, even though he was bad in that Bama game. Um, 
So I don't know. Ritter and Howell, I don't know how to rank them in Moxie Poise because we've seen so little. But I went Pickett Purdy 1-2. Yeah, no argument on this one for me, Cole. I think you got this one right. All right. Uh, keep it simple here. I mean, yes, I do think it's an argument to be made for Purdy just because he did make it to the NFC Championship and he had to face the Cowboys in that gritty game, even though they embarrassed him in the end. But um, besides that, honestly, about it. I mean, I, I was about to say, I, that run that the Steelers made at the end of the regular season was impressive. It was fun to watch. That Franco Harris game was still, I oh. still remember. It was as boring as it, as it was for most of the game. Ending is what matters. Yeah. They had to had to win that game, and Pickett was was money when it counted. Um, all right, so that's all the categories I had. So when I added up the scores, the rankings were exactly how I feel about the, the four guys when it, going into this. I was interested to see who would come out higher between Ritter and Howell because I wasn't sure about that. So my final rankings when I added up the scores, the lowest score being the best, obviously it was Kenny Pickett. Number one, Brock Purdy two, Ritter still three, Howe still four. There are some areas I like Howe more than Ritter, but the Howe-Ritter thing is really the most interesting part because I go back and forth. So that's how I would rank them. Pickett was drafted the highest for a reason. He obviously played the most out of all of them. Um, and I do think he is going to be the best player out of all of them. Very biased, obviously, but that's how I'd rank him. Do you agree with that conclusion? Uh, after this whole exercise, uh, I am trying to do my little quick math here. Okay, but off of just from how I did my standings, Pickett had the highest score in the team side and everything. So more concerned for him on that. Uh, let's see. Just trying to say, he did. It looks like he might have had the lowest score for me, and all. All of the attributes, though. I'm trying to add it up as fast as I can. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's going to probably have the lowest one out of that. Yep. Okay. All right, folks. So there was a little brief minute, a little moment there of me trying to count and do math. <laughs> but now that I've got everything counted out and all that jazz, um, we got... Yeah, Pickett came out on top of my thing as well. Like you said, Kobe, he is the number one guy. It's funny what happens when you give, you know, what's his name, Tomlin, the quarterback's ball right into his hands. And by and the everything. way, he, he was the best prospect, too. He he was. He was the most complete quarterback prospect. Class, this quarterback class is too stellar, as we remember. But there's only four. This one's not as eye-popping, but hey the fun part about this. We get to find out if someone can take that jump. Um, as I'm doing my final calculation for Jasmine Ritter here, Colby, it's uh, concerning. Yeah? Are you yeah. thinking D-Wagon uh, level of concerning? Yes and no. Yes <laughs> and no, because I feel like I have a lot more confidence. He has the yeah, it's the second lowest score of my team rating, personally. Mm. So... So you like him. Say, they're kind of like his situation. Like team, if we're talking about situation wise around them, I had Purdy and Ritter at number one and two, respectively, and and I have Pickett at nine. Even though it's crazy to say, um, 
when I say that loud, just because you have Tomlin there. But I think the offense, yeah, it's the offensive play calling that really hurt. And the O-line. So, but also just flip-flop, literally Sam Howe. Yeah. The teams. So, but yeah, I was about to say, I, I do have a lot more faith in the Ritter. So I'm not going to de-wagon, is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Here. So you still um, think, but, I, but my thing was, like, would you flip it to Howe? So you, would you like Ritter more than Howe? Uh, no, I would not be wagging for uh, Al. Okay, I, I agree. I think I agree with that. Uh, it's the Desmond Ritter wagon. We're still in on Ritter. Yeah, you can't be on the Purdy wagon. Uh, only I can ask uh, for that one. This one's no, like... well, the Purdy, like, the reason that Des- it's the Desmond Ritter wagon is because he doesn't have much of a bandwagon, just like Davis Mills did last. I think there's a lot of people that think Brock Purdy would be good. It's on the Niners. Yeah. Not much of a band for us to hop. <laughs> not much room for us to hop on there. So you would have party. Would you have party second, or do you think Ritter or Howe could be better than him? Technically, yes. Purdy is second on this list. Attribute wise, he's tied with Howe. So I mean, Howe, I guess, could be better. Yeah, it's gonna be fascinating, man. Because like I said, there's a lot. It's lined up for these guys to all potentially have pretty good seasons. And the NFC needs some of these young quarterbacks to pop. Like Cardi Ritter, so like at least one of these three guys became like a legit like high end starter to some somewhat borderline star level quarterback. That'd be big for the NFC. And when you look at it from that yeah. perspective, I mean, Howell does have a lot of the traits, but I do feel like ah, Desmond Ritter just popping off though in Atlanta in the NFC South could be awesome. I, it, someone has to do it in the NFC South, right? Someone has to. Yeah, I think the Atlanta's a chance to. But yeah, that was the exercise. I just think it's going to be very exciting to watch all these guys this year and see see how they all pan out. I think they all... So, okay, we'll end it with this question, actually. The premise of how good of a QB class is it? Um, Ritter, Hal, Party Pickett. Over, under, two and a half of them will be uh, starting this time next year. We'll be going into year Ooh. three as still the guy. Or will they be like, ah, it was like Davis Mills last year and Zach Wilson last year out of that group. And even Trey Lance, who only played two games, I guess. Also, who you were right about. They all three busted, lost their spots. Davis Mills won the third round, so he's not as much of a bust. But over under two and a half of them will be starting this time next year. Okay. Um, start next year. I'm going to go. Howell's coming. I mean, not Howell's coming back. Purdy. Have to believe in Purdy to beat off the whole season under the Shanahan system and not get hurt, which seems impossible for some reason. Hmm. Trusting that Ritter doesn't stink because remember he was only a mid-round pick. Yeah, I mean, Ritter Howell, you pick it's the only one that wasn't that wasn't a mid to late round pick. The others, yeah, yeah. all three of them. Pickett's <laughs> gonna be there. Pickett's gonna be there. I'm gonna say Pickett's coming back no matter what. Agree, agree. I would be stunned. He would have to be. It's the Steelers too. They're patient. He would have to be really bad to lose that job. You would have to hit a child. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm gonna say 
What, if he did hit a child, you're saying the Steelers would keep him, Colby? No, I'm saying, like, I'm saying I think there is a – he could play bad enough that he wouldn't have to commit any crimes and they would still move off of him. But it would have – but I don't think that's going to happen. And I think it would take a lot because they are trying to develop him and they're not going to be impatient. Might be Mr. Pessimistic here, Cole. Take the under. Oh, you take the under. Yeah. Maybe we'll be turn out to be very smart. Could ease. I could. This could. We may look back at a year and be like, "Huh, remember when Colby prepared that whole dumb, stupid segment about how maybe this that quarterback draft wasn't so bad?" And then actually, Kenny Pickett's the only one who's like even a viable starter. <laughs> well, I'm saying it's gonna fall one short. I'm calling it at two. Yeah, I think it's gonna fall one short. I'll be. I think. I think Purdy's coming back too. Too much hype around him. Yeah. Uh, I I'll be optimistic. I'll take the over for the for the content. I think it'll be three. I I, I would agree with you, Party. I think seems like they trust him. There's no reason he would expect he would he won't even if the team around him isn't quite as much of a juggernaut. He in year two in the system should be better. Um, yeah, injury is tough, but um, I'll say one of Ritter and Howe makes it. One probably they're not all. It's very unlikely they all four. So my guess is one of them. I'll say one of them makes it, and you're like, ah, you know what, that guy, he might be the guy. We'll give him another year. See what he can do. Mm. <laughs> this is actually tough, man. I don't know. It's I, I like how you came up with the question of do we have to de-whack, because now it puts more pressure on our wagon here. Not going to lie. On the Hal versus uh, Ritter wagon. Ah. You want to go with the one-game sample size, the apparently bigger arm, but it's a commander's quarterback, Colby. That's at the yeah. End of the day. That's a good at the point. End of the day, at the end of the, yeah. I'm going to stick with my take and Ritter as well. Don't worry. I'm sticking yeah. with you, buddy. You know what? I agree. I hope you prove me wrong. I hope you prove me wrong, Ritter. I, yeah. want, I want you to prove me wrong. Nah, I think that's correct. I, I agree with that. <laughs> Very smart. Very smart take. All right. So. <laughs> Colby, that was a that was a fun one. You took all the second year QBs off the board to talk about here. Yes, we're gonna hit a little uh, wheel. Oh yeah, a little wheel action here. Um, so folks, we got the QB spinner, something that we've been talking about just in rumor form for a long time <laughs> on this show. Uh, but I think it's time to. I think we've done it once, right? Yeah, once. Yeah. All right. Well, this uh, one we have all. I think all fun named quarterbacks that are fun to know in name besides it looks like uh we'll put in Sam Darnold. No, don't put Sam Darnold in. Don't put him in. I don't want to talk about Sam Darnold. No. Don't put him in. Stop. Hopefully fall on your head, Hopefully oh. you don't talk about Sam. Okay. All right. Let's, gonna... That's all right. So there's like I got thirty one quarterbacks, Colby, oh. just because of Sam Darnold. We're still one short. Yeah. Yeah, and we so, took off the four guys we just spent 40 minutes on. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a couple of fun ones in there, though. So we'll see what we get to talk about. We'll give it. We'll give this a few spins and see how long it goes. All right, no boundaries. Right. Uh, rules of the game. I'm going to give this two spins and announce who we got. All right? All right. Do you want me to make you the host so you can right. show me your screen? If you want to, but right now I just gave it the first spin, and it is... Oh, no way. It is Kirk Cousins, Colby. <laughs> for me or for you? 
Um, we didn't even decide who goes gets the. If first it's Kirk one. Cousins, it should be me. Okay, you can get Kirk Cousins. All right, so what's the game? Is this the? This is like a pro and a con. We right? got Kirk Cousins. Wasn't that the? I guess I'm getting. Hang on, it's Kirk Cousins versus. This is going to be a faster way to get these guys off the board. Kyler Murray. Ooh, okay. All right. All right, you can share your screen now. Let me go home and share the screen here. Okay. All right, so didn't we do this? Remind me, it's last time we did, I think we did it like a good take and a bad take, a positive and a concern. Isn't that what it was? Okay, that's a lot better than uh, fighting against each other. So I did not want to. Oh, wait. Fighting against each other, like, in what way? Trying to figure out. I'm still trying to figure out the share screen poll. Oh, there we go. It's not a big deal if you can't. No, I got it. No, I got it. Okay. All right. So wait, what did you have in mind? Like an argument between them? Yeah, but at the same time, two positives and a negative, or a positive and a negative. So both better. Give the person some uh, some hype going sure. forward. Maybe uh, down to. I mean, Kyler Murray's not really playing, so I don't have to. Or so I don't know what the argument would be between him and Kirk. Exactly. Just who's well, better? I feel like Oh, oh, yeah, simple. Who's better? Yeah. Well, yeah, but then you could get like a random one. All right. So, yeah, positive, I guess, for Kirk. Look, I mean, I think he's going to be very productive again. Second year in O'Connell's system. I obviously am a big O'Connell fan. He's got the best receiver in the league. He just added Jordan Addison, who I love. I think Kirk will have a very good year this year. He's going to probably should be right back in the playoffs. He's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFC. He's going to have big numbers. He's going to have Addison and Jefferson are going to be tearing it up. Their offenses can be dynamic. Uh, the concern and the negative would be the one, the defense isn't there, but just for Kirk, at the end of the day, it's not going to change who he is. He's still going to be very solid, but he's not going to get you anywhere come the playoffs. It's I hate to just beat that dead horse, so I'm not going to go much farther than that, but there's I just don't think there's a world where you can break through and go on some sort of deep, crazy run. All right, all right, all right. I, I, hey, I'm gonna move, I'm gonna take what I can get. Sounds like. Um, all right, Kyler Murray. I'm gonna go with. Uh, all right, look, positive here. <laughs> you have no expectations this season. You have no expectations. That's a good positive. Yeah. <laughs> you can go in, and if you the bar is so low, Kyler, just as low as your height, that you just have to go out there whenever you do decide if this team plays well enough for you to come back out there. Um, for you to even come back out there, I should say. Um, you just have to ball out, so that way they don't end up pulling uh, what's it called Josh Rosen on you. So that's your positive, um, because the expectation is so low, and you are they did just give you an extension. The negative is your image right now is below the expectation. Um, everyone probably has so much, everyone sees you as a great, yes, you are a great quarterback, but you just don't put in the effort. Um, and yes, you are injured, which stinks, but people want to see more of you. And sometimes they just don't see the effort in it. I mean, we've seen that since Larry Fitzgerald, when you joined the team, he didn't like you from the beginning, it seemed like. So you got an image to still work on, my friend. All right. Now that's a good right, one. Right. That Another negative would be that he might get replaced by Caleb Williams next year. If he can't win. Oh, yeah, games. Be good enough. <laughs> All right. I like that. That was good. All right. Let's hear it. Who we got this time? Right. The next two on the board. 
we got. Da, 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 it's a long spin. This is great. I'm glad. Oh, Mahomes. Yeah, oh. <laughs> All right, Mahomes. And I get da, 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 da. another long spin, folks. Sorry. That's okay. Ooh, here we go. We got a Super Bowl remix. Mahomes Ooh. versus Hurts. Wow. Great quarterbacks. All right. I got Hurts. You get Mahomes. Go ahead. All right. Well, Mahomes, the positive is, um, I mean, you're already a top three quarterback of all time, probably, if you walked out the door today, even though you haven't even hit 30 yet. Um, you just won the Super Bowl. I mean, you're better than everyone, is the positive. There's no arguments. No one's questioning your who's anyone's going to challenge you. You're just better than all the other quarterbacks. It's not even close. Um, the negative would be, hey, no one's repeated in 20 years, and you have a mass. You now have a target on your back. You can't play the disrespected card this year. Um, everyone expects you to be. You're the favorites. You're the king of the league, and everyone's gonna be gunning for you. And the receiving core isn't tremendous. Isn't insane uh, if without if you take out Kelsey, but you know it's Mahomes and Andy Reid, so it'll be fine. But that would be the negative. Everyone's going to be gunning for him, and it's real tough to repeat. Okay. Well, I got the uh, – well, the guys that got the shorthand of the stick of the Super Bowl, I got Hurts. And I guess the number one thing for you is you're getting a lot of your veteran offensive pieces back. You're getting Jason Kelsey back. Um, you're still going to – it seems like the team has bought into whatever you're selling. You're awesome in the offseason, it seems like. And everything, so I feel like you got the right state of mind. But in the negative, it's going to probably be your defensive side. It's probably not even going to be about Jalen Hurts at this moment for me. You got paid. It's going to probably be the defensive side that you've lost some pieces and everything. And yeah, you got all these Georgia players, but they're first year, second year players in the NFL. So yes, they're good athletes, but can they transition into the league? That's going to be something to ask for another time. But I feel like that's the main negative. I mean, like, it's almost like these two guys, it's almost the same. They're pretty awesome quarterbacks. It's hard to have a negative for them. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that was an advantage. <laughs> you know, maybe, I guess for Jalen Hurts, he, it's like I can't even say spin the throw the ball better, you know? It's like, no, nah, it's like he throws the A.J. Brown deep and Devontae Smith all the time. So, yeah, it's about the arm. All right, Colby, next spin, you got Jerry Ball. Okay, that's a fun one. All right. And I get come on, give me someone good. Give me a call. Seven minutes. Let's try to hit. Let's try to hit two. This one and one more. So Before, good. Oh no! Oh, oh, no oh. Okay, oh, this man. is a good one. This is a good Brutal. one. All right, I'll it's try to go, go go a little quicker. Jared Goff. Hmm. All right, the positive. Um, you're gonna have time. You got maybe the best line in the league. You got everything around you. You had an awesome year last year. And you just, it's a lot of continuity and you're going to have blocking. So you should be in a very, very good position to have another great year, especially in the NFC. The negative is this is the most pressure the Lions have had probably since the days of Barry Sanders going into this season. And you're also on the Lions. So it could easily all be ripped away from you. People are going to be gunning for you in a way they normally aren't. Not like you're the Chiefs level of gunning for you. But like, oh, you're getting some hype. It's not like, oh, it's the Lions when you play them. So that's going to be a different something they did not have this year when they won all those games. 
Hey, that's good. I, I like the realism there at the end. And yes, they do have a good offensive line. It's always nice to have. Derek Carr, man. Your good thing is New Orleans loves you already. It seems like everyone's buying into this rebrand for you. Um, am I going to be a fan of it? Sadly, I cannot be because you're on the Saints. And it sucks that you went to two teams that I just despise. But at the same time, I will respect the game, sir. And I think this could be a great opportunity. I think that's the biggest positive for you. This is a great opportunity for you because it's the NFC South, very winnable. Um, Much lower bar. The <laughs> uh, downside is, the negative is, if you don't win the NFC South <laughs> this year, probably, you'll be joked on and everything. And there's going to be questions around you and the Saints as a whole and everything and what direction they go. That's how big of a season I feel like this could be for Derek Hart. Um well, yeah, he's got some pressure on him, too, I feel like, low-key. Yeah, no, that was a great one. All right, last one. Then we'll hit the final thoughts. All right, here we go, here we go. It's it is. Oh, Deshaun Watson, okay. Oh, man, do you want to respin? No, it's fine. We can't just, oh. can't just act like he doesn't exist. I mean, he's going to be out there playing. <laughs> I get this every week. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, that's a good one. Watson and Herbo. All right. Deshaun Watson. So the positive is you're on a very good raw, a very talented roster, at least offensively, and there's and you're one of the best defensive players in the league. Um and even beyond that. There's not like there's obviously some pressure and expectations, but it's not like there's a lot of people being like, oh, the Browns are going to go to the Super Bowl like the disappointing year with Baker after they had the great year with Baker. Um, so you have a pretty good team and there's not like a crazy amount of pressure. The downside is everyone is rooting against you. You're not going to get any of the uh, go either way calls. Uh, the Steelers were rough. We're knocking them around the last game of last season because you're a bad guy and no one is outside of Cleveland is going to be rooting for you. So that's, that's the negative. Everyone is going to be every non Browns fan pretty much is going to be rooting for you to fail, including me. So that's the negative. Well, <laughs> let's turn things to a brighter note with uh, Justin Herbert. <laughs> um, man, Herbo, the positive here, you get a, Whole new offense, and in in uh, what's his name? Oh, I just had it. I literally was writing down my speech here. Kellen Moore. And everything. Kellen Moore. Thank you. He just gets a whole brand new offense with Kellen Moore, and you still got great receivers. Austin Eckler did get paid, and he hasn't made as much noise since he got paid. It wasn't the money he was expecting, but hey, got whatever, and he's quiet. And you, my friend, got paid. So Justin Herbo. I just want you to live up to the expectation. I think that's the main negative. Everyone knows you're a Mahomes rival. You face him twice a year. you got to keep living up to the expectation and break the charges first. That's the main negative here. Besides that, you've got an awesome offense and everyone loves you. That's the amazing positive that everyone loves to hear. And Colby, we are in the two-minute warning here, folks. <laughs> so we, here we go, Cole. It is final thoughts. Final thoughts. Okay, that was some great QB uh, segment work by us there down the stretch. Uh, my final thought, just quickly, if any uh, if uh, any members of 
you're a family of the fantasy football league or listening to the pod. I am officially a member. I have joined we you and Christian uh, and you all and James all in it. Um, there's punishment, stakes, cash. I'm very excited to be a part of this. And I got the number one pick. It won the duck race. A great start. Our new franchise ownership. The ownership change is off to a great start. And uh, just I'll give a little tidbit. Uh, if any of the other league members listen to this podcast, I'm not going to confirm or deny anything about what's going on with this number one pick. But I'll just say that Dylan, who has the number two pick, should probably not count on Justin Jefferson being available. That's not a set in stone or anything, but I just wouldn't count on him being there at number two if I'm planning my strategy, if I'm Dylan. So there's a little tidbit for the end of the pod, if anyone made it. Nice, nice. All right. Um, Well, yeah, Colby, you in the fantasy league, the newcomer got the first pick. Of course it happened. I was so mad. But I, I call I, I'm not mad at, at that same time. It's awesome to have you. Final thought for me though is something that I saw on ESPN at the bottom bar. Best spot to find the random news, and that is the Jimmy B Classic is going to the women's, and it's going to be Colby, U- University of Yukon versus uh, South Carolina for the women's game Ooh, to open up this season. Yeah, I think that's going to be a great one, a great classic. And Colby, just like this one, I hope it was good stuff thank you for listening to the cjjc show whenever you want more biased takes go on over to our social media pages spotify or wherever you can probably find a podcast if we have it up and if we do thank you for following us on social media and besides that have a good one y'all